0: Welcome to The Wonderful World of Wine. We are your hosts, Mark Lindsay and Kim Simone, exploring all things wine with you. You can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. Hello again, everybody, and thank you for joining Kim and I this week on The Wonderful World of Wine right here on Franklin Radio, WFPR 102.9. How are you today, Kim?
1: I'm great, thank you. How are you? Everything is
0: good. It's always uh, nice to sit down and talk about wine. There's always so much going on we would like to tell our listeners about. Mm -hmm. And uh, today we wanted to start with an article that was on a website called Eat This, Not That. And it was called The Most Popular Wines in Every State. And when Kim and I saw this article, we said we kind of had to talk to our listeners about it because we think there's something weird going on with this article. That's my impression I I was getting from you, Kim, on this.
1: That's what I was, yeah, trying to get at. (laughs) Something a little bizarre about some of these. Some of these make sense, but I could not really find how they... Came to the conclusion that uh, certain wines were the most popular most in popular. each state. Like, what do they mean by most popular? Is it,
0: I don't know. They said they use Google Trends. That could be anything. You could just, I don't know, search hashtags and follow it by state, you know, who's hashtagging Cabernet, who's, and then related to a state. But going back to this public, not publication, but this website, over the years, we talked a few of their articles and I and I found a lot of controversy, I think, with what they post. I agree. But I thought this was one that it was interesting and controversial. So I thought we should <laughs> and say why. So I mean they did list every state and there were there were multiple states that shared multiple wines, but there were some really unusual ones. And I and I think Kim, we should start. Massachusetts, because I'm sure our listeners want to go, yeah, what's the most popular wine here in Massachusetts? Good, that's what I wanted to start with, too. (laughs) So why don't you tell the listeners, what was the most popular wine, according to Eat This, Not That, in Massachusetts, and New Hampshire, too?
1: So according to this article, the most popular wine in Massachusetts is Marsala, which unless everyone is making like oodles and oodles of chicken Marsala, I really found myself scratching my head at this one
0: yeah i totally i totally agree for a wine
1: that especially (laughs) when you need to go buy some is down there gathering dust on the bottom of a shelf generally um yeah does not say super popular wine to me i mean there's great marsala out there but i don't think that that necessarily means that it should qualify so that was why i was thinking like well maybe they're doing something with the most searched for Perhaps. Yeah, I mean, um, it is
0: Google related, so that yeah, that could be popular. A lot of but people I search chicken marsala. I can't
1: wrap my brain around sweet marsala being the most popular wine in the state of Massachusetts. Like, where, where did that come from?
0: Yeah. And the other thing I think that's weird about that, Kim, is a lot of people who come into my store to buy marsala is because they can't find it on the supermarket shelves. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think a lot of bigger stores stock it. No, So if it was so popular, it would be everywhere. Right. One of those things. So
1: maybe it's the case of people are looking for it and can't find it in a store. And so therefore are Googling the wine to see either what it is, where it is, where they could find it, perhaps, Uh, but I,
0: I don't know. I don't know. It's just sort of befuddling. The wine world for me, is always a challenge to find out what's trending, what's popular, what's coming up that I should know mm-hmm. about so I mm-hmm. should make sure I have it to satisfy the customers. So you look at these stories and you're thinking, okay, Masala, but I mean, I have it, I have different versions of it, but I don't see people running in for it. So <laughs> that's that's just the, the hard thing to be in this industry and try to find out a good source of what is popular. Yeah. The bottom line is you have to go by your customer base or your mm-hmm. region what's trending or what's popular.
1: Right. And even within a particular state, take a really large state like California or like Texas with different population bases, different ethnic background groups, like a lot of variety to the people in that state. And how do you come up with like a cohesive, hey, this is the number one whatever in areas that are really big?
0: Yeah, let's talk about California because that was... The most popular wine in California, they say is Zinfandel.
1: That kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean Zinfandel is popular there, but even that I'm kind of thinking trending Zinfandel trends, it's going out of style. So yeah. it, being a hip place in a in a wine hub, I would think Zinfandel, it would be some other strange thing like a Syrah or Mavedra, something else that's kind of trending.
1: And there were a number of states that had Syrah as theirs.
0: Yeah, who uh I'm looking at the uh, list. I think Idaho, Idaho, Kentucky and Washington.
1: And the Idaho Shiraz. one kind of made a little bit of sense cuz I was thinking well maybe they're growing some syrah in Idaho, but then I was like, well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like I understood some of the some of the answers for locally grown grapes, like there was a lot of um, I believe it was Muscadine,
0: yeah. which a- I
1: know when I used to be working retail and we would have tourists come up from the South and they would always be looking for this grape variety. I'm like, we don't have any of that here in Massachusetts. I'm really sorry. So I do believe that there is popularity for those wines that are made from locally grown grapes. But yeah, some of these other ones, but I can't imagine that that would yep. make it like the most popular wine in the entire state. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that was Alabama and Alaska. And that was really the only, I would say, unique varietal. Other than the one that that stood out for me was Ohio and Oklahoma ice wine, Hmm. they said, was the most popular. And to be where they're located, especially Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, Oklahoma. I wouldn't
0: see why that would be the big thing.
1: Yeah. Like you would think ice wine for places Michigan, where it grows, like or, upstate New York or, yeah, Michigan. Yeah.
0: New York even. Yeah. What else I think it would have helped
1: if we knew what they were basing their criteria on. Yeah. Were, were you able to do any digging? And
0: Well, they just said use the Google's trending. And I mean, myself personally, I use Google. You can use a feature in Google where you can put in certain hashtags or fields like I search wine I search wine and food and every day it sends me an email of topics based on that so I would mm-hmm. assume you could add you know the state of Massachusetts wine and then see everything that populates mm-hmm. for whatever amount of time and if certain things are hitting you you would say it's trending it wouldn't take much to you know I don't know if scientifically it's good data but I can see how you could pick stuff off of google to make yeah. A story like this.
1: Yeah. Maybe
0: yeah, they, they were, were doing
1: it for, <laughs> for it being a little outlandish.
0: Yeah. You know? But they did have two, Pinot Grigio and Moscato were in eight states each. Mm-hmm. So that made sense to me because Moscato is very popular in a lot of the states, what I would call like a hot state. or Yeah, hot, warm climate
1: know. states. Yeah. yeah. Places where you, you know, have Texas. having a nice glass of Cool wine sounds pretty nice.
0: Yeah, so I thought those might have been accurate. I'm trying to look at what other weird ones we haven't talked about. Oh, uh, Oregon, Gamay grape.
1: I mean, unless they're super ahead of the curve and really trendy.
0: And only one state, Kim, one state had Cabernet trending, and that was New Jersey. And I didn't see any Chardonnay, did you? Chardonnay, I'm looking down the list. You're right. I don't see shot. I see rosé. I see yeah, shot. Shot. Well, Chablis and
1: oh, Delaware, that's true. There was one for Chablis,
0: which was kind of a far fetched as well. I,
1: again, I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Chianti. I mean, I love a glass of of Chablis, but I don't think that it's trending as far as the most popular wine in any particular state.
0: And Chianti from Minnesota was kind of a strange thing. A lot of Riesling and Michigan, Montana, Nebraska, so that could be okay, I guess. And only one, st- uh, two states for Merlot: Illinois and Nevada. So our popular Merlot is is not as popular as we <laughs> we thought it would be. I'm trying to find uh, Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Island was strange too. We didn't. <laughs> you thought Marcelo was strange from Mass in New Hampshire? Did you see the Rhode Island?
1: No, I I don't remember what Rhode Island was. What was it?
0: Madeira.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
0: And that's the only state. Now, you would think Marsala in Rhode Island more than Madeira. But that is (laughs) very strange. Very strange. None had port. And only one state had rosé. And there were a couple of Sherry's. Yeah, Sherry. Where was Sherry? I
1: think Sherry was Hawaii.
0: Oh, yeah. Sherry was Colorado, Hawaii, New Mexico, and Wisconsin. (laughs) So that's, <laughs> that's out there too. So we sure,
1: Are we sure this didn't come out on April fool's day?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can get tricked by that, but uh, yes, yeah, So eat this, not that. And they just came out with another article. I won't even waste our listeners time talking about or bringing it up, but they, they had an old, whole article about how sulfites cause headaches.
1: Oh God. And, did they really?
0: Yeah. And we've talked about that a million times. So then, after i saw that i'm like oh i I remember we're going to talk about another story in the most popular wine i'm like oh no so now i kind of know
1: maybe we need to not uh (laughs) use their article so for
0: our listeners if they want some good laughs maybe go to eat this not that and you know tell us what you think if uh, (laughs) yeah have a good chuckle. yeah
1: with your massachusetts marsala You're listening to The Wonderful World of Wine, and we are your hosts, Mark and Kim. You can find more information about Mark on his website, franklinliquors.com, and more information about myself at commonwealthwineschool.com. And as always, you can find us on Franklin Radio, WFPR 102.9 FM. Welcome back to The Wonderful World of Wine. Our next article is about something that I think I would really like to see as a new trend in the wine industry. It certainly is something that is a part of beer culture already, and that is using refillable bottles. So you would bring your own bottle with you to a, to a shop and they would refill your bottle with wine. And this apparently is a thing that is starting to happen in England, and I know that it's a long-standing tradition in more wine-drinking countries like Italy and France. So maybe it will uh, eventually get to us across the pond here.
0: Yeah, I remember as a kid bringing milk jugs and initially what they used to call bar bottle beer used to bring back for refilling. And- and then the old Coke bottles and soda bar, bottles you used to bring. yeah. Bar
1: bottled beer? What do you mean? What bar is that?
0: bottle. Well, they used to only sell certain packages in bar rooms. Like you would have a solid case that the bottles would go back in for the bar rooms. And you could sell them in the retail stores as well. And they would be collected and refilled. This was before oh. the bottle bill, before you returned any glass. Oh. They called them bar bottles. But we did right. it with milk. And yeah. Coke. So I remember bringing Simpson Springs back like that mm-hmm. when I was a kid.
1: So instead um, of recycling your glass, you would just get it refilled with your beverage of choice.
0: Right. And this whole article, it was a blog, I believe, Gourmet on the Road, talking about the really the sustainability issue with this. So they were saying 50% of the carbon footprint is from making the glass bottle. You know, Mm -hmm. one pound of CO2 is emitted per one 750 milliliter bottle, which is high. And only 30% of the wine bottles get recycled right now. And this is one thing I was just meeting with state rep Roy in, in Massachusetts here, where Massachusetts wants to expand the bottle bill to include... Wine bottles and liquor oh, bottles okay. be, because they I know had heard
1: water bottles, I hadn't heard yep, wine bottles. Water,
0: juice, yep. expand it and double the deposit because they're not getting enough back for recycling. If you put your bottles in your recycling bin, chances are they're getting just thrown away and not recycled
1: because you know, the recycling companies are not recycling
0: because them? they don't sort it right or oh. something. Okay. So they're saying that discounted bottles creates huge emissions, like equals mm-hmm. 250,000 cars or 180,000 homes of electricity. And they want to really remove millions of bottles from waste and refill systems to uh, not refill, what do you call it? Uh, trash, right? To right. take it out of the trash. into
1: recycling and out, of, right. out so of trash. Right now, it
0: seems like There's one company, it's a private company that started this idea. The Gotham Project, it's called. And in Massachusetts, they actually have five or six handful of wines that your bottles can be brought back. And what do you think of it, Kim?
1: I think it's a great idea. I think that there needs to be more infrastructure in place so that people can have the ability to do this, but also the convenience of knowing where to go and what they're getting. You know, I belong to a dairy delivery service that does this with their bottles, that you get a your half gallon of milk or your cream or your half and half and you get it in a glass bottle and when you're done with it, they take them back and they clean them and refill them and reuse them again. People have their brand favorites, you know? So if you are... Kendall Jackson Chardonnay why not instead of buying another glass bottle and another glass bottle and another glass bottle and another glass bottle you can just get your Kendall Jackson Chardonnay refilled and then there's so much less waste that goes into that process
0: yeah and just to to be clear you would buy the wine in a refillable bottle when you bring back the refillable bottle but you you would still get the same brand but they right. would they would take it back on their end and so yeah it's, it's, and I know that that's how
1: continues. how it generally works for um for beer too you know if you bring a growler back to a brewery you hand in your used growler and then they will give you another growler of beer but then they will reuse that one that they have taken back from you after it has been appropriately cleaned and sanitized cuz you know nobody wants to deal with a situation of microbial activity in your bottles you know everybody wants to make sure that we're all safe and drinking our beverages that have been not <laughs> not infected right. by uh, by whatever critters might be growing around in your dirty bottle And it seems like they
0: had the system, they have the technology where it's like a barcode system where you put it back in a bin, you scan it. Once you bring back, I think, eight bottles, you get $2 Hmm. and then the company gives you the option to donate your $2 to like a national park or something like that.
1: I mean, we've got a lot of smart people who are inventing really interesting things and new ways of doing things and and all of that. And I I can imagine that with people having more and more of an interest in renewable, recyclable, taking care of the environment, trying to lessen one's carbon footprint, that something like this, I think would be really beneficial. And I, I think it's something that honestly, that state governments probably should get behind because I can imagine that there would probably be a lot of red tape in order to implement something like this.
0: Yeah. Well, independently they can do whatever they want to say, take it back. It's just the same way with <laughs> like kegs. you right. know. You, they're doing that on their own and then the state really doesn't, they have a registration deposit type thing, but that's, it's kind of run on its own. Do, but I guess as you- far
1: as the wine goes, where yep. would that wine be coming from?
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's a
1: California winery, are they now shipping wine in kegs? And then someone is set up to so like like that kind of an infrastructure thing would be, I think, really a cool thing to see.
0: The wines they have now, this Gotham project, (laughs) they started with wine in kegs, wine on tap.
1: Yeah, and they started in restaurants. I remember reading an article about them
0: a few years ago. And I think they take bulk wine. So they have Rhone, they have Beaujolais, they have Tuscan. I think they source the juice and then they preserve it and then mm-hmm. they either put it in a keg or they can put it in refillable bottles. Well, let me ask you this, Kim, you were talking about the state and because I'm on that kind of bandwagon right now, <laughs> do you take back your beer bottles?
1: Oh, hundred percent of the
0: time. You bring them back to the store and you feed them in the machine.
1: I either feed them in the machine or um, we have a donation program through our local high school. You can donate your redeemable bottles and the money goes towards the high school and middle school music program.
0: Right. And that's what we do. We do it as a fundraiser. People don't want to deal with it. So they call someone to donate them or Mm -hmm. someone in need for them. What do you think is the return rate on a deposited bottle in the state of Massachusetts?
1: I mean, I honestly don't know why people don't, why everybody doesn't do it because you're spending your five cents anyway. So, (laughs) you know, get your money back.
0: I think they feel they're putting in their recycling at the curb and it's getting recycled. Yeah. But isn't that how we all feel
1: about our recycling? Like, I think people, I really feel like people honestly are trying to do their best. You know, we're told that recycling is the thing to do. So we recycle. And then if we hear that, oh, by the way, think that you're doing a really good thing by recycling, but it turns out that, oh, it's not really being recycled, that kind of hurts because. We're we're trying to do our best, you know we're Correct. trying to save the planet here, damn it.
0: So the actual number is in the low thirty percent.
1: Is it really it's that, that low
0: That gets brought back to redeem the five cents.
1: Oh goodness.
0: So the state's thinking is I'm kind of, I'm going some way with this the state mm-hmm. th- thinking is if they double it to ten cents and expand it to include other items, that it'll go up to
1: 90%. So is it they think that the extra 5 cents will create enough of a hardship that people would want to get that money back now or extra
0: money plus more things. So if you're not yeah. a beer wine drinker or you're a juice and water drinker, but now think of if that rate stays at 30%, you're not helping the environment, you help you honestly help in the state because they're making yeah. the money that you don't get back. They get that money. That yeah, so that's true. My point now is, knowing how low that percentage is in, in our state, and the, there's very few choices of wines you can do refilling, do you think there would be anyone who's doing that low percentage would, who would want to do a refill system? What Don't you think that percentage would be lower? Because you're limited to the selection, number right. one. I mean, it's not I like think that milk, would be, you get I milk.
1: Actually, I think the selection would be the, the, the largest barrier. That we need to be got over. you know, you have to, I think, really like that wine in order to keep going back and getting the refills on it, which is why I was saying that I feel like it's not going to be something that would be successful until the infrastructure is in place, you know, until it's more than just a dozen different things that you can refill. They need to have some of the big guys jump in on this. I think so.
0: And with the shortage right now of glass, supposedly in the in the wine world you would think this might be an option where Mm -hmm. if say Gallo said they're going to make all their, they're going to come up with their own recycling uh, project where you can bring any Gallo wine bottle back to the retailer and they'll take them back. Couldn't they monopolize the recycling? Could be. Because here's where I'm going with that is (laughs) I'm hearing that there's people like Coca-Cola, who are not liking not taking their own bottles back because they do their own recycling,
1: uh-huh.
0: right? So now if the wine industry said, we, we don't want you to bring it back to the state to be crushed and we'd rather take them back and refill them, mm-hmm. then they can reuse the glass. They can save on the glass. Mm-hmm. And they could make a ton of money yeah. doing it themselves.
1: It becomes a little more of a closed system. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see...
0: The benefit, but it can't be just one winery or one company with five wines. Mm -hmm. Because even the, I don't think retails, I know I wouldn't really have the room to put a, for every little company that wants to do a refill. Yeah. you'd have to keep the Gotham one separate than. Yeah, I would think that that it would
1: have to be a whole new business model it wouldn't right. be something that you would be able to fit into a retail store like your like yours it would need to be its own sort of freestanding business
0: another form of redemption right. another like machine type of thing you have to put it in and you said it's already happening in in britain and you've seen it in italy mm-hmm. and i just read that coke is expanding their refillable bottles which we did years ago in like latin america africa And I think somewhere southwest U.S., they're starting to really push the the refillable bottles again, which it'll be good for big companies like that. What else did you think, Kim? So you'd be into it, but if you didn't like the wine, you'd be pretty turned off by it, right?
1: Yeah, I think that that's first and foremost what's going to drive it is if people want to drink the wine. Right. The other
0: thing I thought was interesting, they show a cycle which didn't make sense to me. So it says like right now, the winery bottles, it ships, it goes to the distributor, it ships. So they're trying to show that there's energy being used mm-hmm. from the life of the bottle being made. But to me, when you return it or refill, it's still the same amount. The bottle still has to be picked up, right? It has to be filled, has to be returned. So that cycle of energy to transport it, I don't see Yeah, so the
1: transport one is still there, but the crushing of the glass, the firing of the bottles, like all of the the remaking of the glass doesn't have to happen.
0: Right. And they were using that as an example to show the benefit of it, showing the cycle of it. Mm -hmm. And they did have a good stat about U.S. consumers saying that that we consume uh, 3.2 gallons per year and then 4.3 billion single-use bottles are used every year and only one third of that thrown away is recycled.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so, wild.
0: I mean, you're talking huge amounts of glass. Yeah. Huge. I'm surprised you, I, I would think, so your wine balls, you throw in recycling right at the curb.
1: Mm-hmm. What else can we do with yeah, them?
0: Yeah, me me too. Yeah. And it's a waste, I guess, right?
1: I just hope that my recycling company actually recycles them.
0: Yeah. I think we'll have to take a, next time we should record when our bins get dumped. So we can, <laughs> you
1: know. It's awfully noisy.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of clanging in my house.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to us today on The Wonderful World of Wine. We have been your hosts, Kim Simone and Mark Lindsay. You can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. And our past episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Cheers.